This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. Every chapter of the Gospel of John proclaims non-dual reality. Today I'm going to deal with one of the greatest chapters in the Gospel, but one that does not get the attention it deserves. Chapter 4 has a story of Jesus meeting with a Samaritan woman at the well. It is a powerfully symbolic story. Jesus was traveling from Jerusalem where he had observed the Passover, back to his home in Galilee and the northern part of the country. And to do that, he traveled through the middle region, which was called Samaria. That fact itself is significant. This region was occupied by Samaritans, who were of a different religion and race than Jews. They considered each other heretics. Most Jews went out of their way to avoid going through Samaria. But Jesus felt no qualms about the route he was taking. He arrives at a town called Sychar at noontime, and while his disciples are off getting lunch, Jesus sits by the well. A Samaritan woman comes to draw water from the well, and he has a conversation with her. First, is simply about getting a drink of water from the well, but the conversation soon turns to spiritual matters. The story is filled with dualities. It's like a living illustration of the yin-yang symbol. Here is a, a man and a woman, a Jew and a Samaritan, two different races, two different religions, and they come together at an ancient and deep well which had been dug by Jacob, the forefather of Israel. The well symbolizes more than physical water. It symbolizes what Jesus calls living water. These two people draw spiritual nourishment from the same source, symbolizing the single source from which all religions draw their inspiration. It's marvelous symbolism. Their conversation is about how truth is both deeper than and transcends religious, cultural, and social and racial barriers. Jesus asked the woman for a drink of water. It says, Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Here is a Jew asking a Samaritan for water. More than that, here is the Christ, the founder of the Christian faith, asking a woman of another faith and race and culture. For Christians reading this, it means that we need not be hesitant to look for spiritual nourishment outside of our own religious tradition. 
I have been nourished throughout my life by other religious traditions. In my late teens, in my early 20s, I was reading the Tao Te Ching and the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita. I was learning from Chinese philosophy and Buddhism and Hinduism and Islam. I cannot imagine what my life would have been like without this influence. To read only within one's own religious tradition is like eating only one type of food. And maybe that's all right for some people, but I love all sorts of types of food. Chinese food and Italian food and French food and Mexican food. Okay, maybe not Mexican food, but you get the point. In the story, both this Jew and the Samaritan were drinking from the same well. All spiritual traditions draw from the same eternal source, which has been called the perennial philosophy by Aldous Huxley. The religions are drawing water using different types of vessels, but it's the same living water, and they express that truth that they find in different ways, but there's a commonality there. And Jesus calls this commonality living water. The Samaritan woman, though, was so attached to her outward forms of religion that she missed the common inner truth. We see this attitude in her words. First, she accuses Jesus of claiming to be greater than her ancestor Jacob, from which the Samaritans traced their lineage. And Jacob was the one who had dug that well, she says. She goes on to point out the differences between their two faiths, saying, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus responds, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus is referring here to spirituality that transcends religious differences. Jesus does clearly and unapologetically prefer his own religious tradition. He says to her, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Jesus was a man of his time and culture. He was a Jew who never abandoned his religion. I am a Christian. I do not abandon my religion. Hindus think their tradition is best and most inclusive. Buddhists think theirs is the clearest. These days, non-dualists think their approach is the purest and the best. We all are products of our religious experience. And that is all right as long as we see that all traditions are united in a deeper non-dualistic reality. We live in a world of duality, and that means differences, including different religions. But Jesus says the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman 
in the story recognizes that Jesus is a prophet. And I agree, Jesus was able to see a time in the future when the duality of dueling religions would be transcended. I think we are glimpsing that time now. In the story, the well is the symbol of non-duality. Jesus says that those who drink from the waters of religious duality will thirst again. They will have to come back again and again through religious rituals and spiritual practices to be refreshed. Jesus offers another way. He says, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman says to him, Sir, give me this water, that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus is talking about a spirituality that comes from within versus external religion. That's why in the story, the woman left her water pot at the well when she returned to the town. She did not need it any longer. When you reach the other shore, you, you no longer need the boat. When one has living water welling up from within, one does not need the drinking vessels, which symbolizes the externals of religion. True spirituality is within us. Jesus says elsewhere, the kingdom of God is within you. It's not found in outside religious beliefs and practices. Those can be expressions of the inner reality. They seek to express the inexpressible. But dualities can never adequately express non-duality. It needs to be known directly. That is what Jesus is pointing to here. Jesus is instructing the woman to look within. That is why Jesus starts asking the woman about her identity. It becomes clear in their conversation that Jesus knows who this woman really is better than she knows herself. The living water of non-dual awareness is seen by looking within. This woman was willing to go beyond the self-deceit and the layers of psychological injuries and social ostracism that she had endured which I've not even gotten into in this talk. This woman was an outcast in her community. That's why she was visiting the well in the heat of the day, when all respectable women were sheltering in the shade. She was scarred and hurting. She was an outsider. She was suffering. She was thirsty. And that's why she asked Jesus for living water. That is the type of person who is open to the living water of the eternal Christ. There's one more important point in this story. The end of the story loops back to the identity of Jesus, where Jesus began the conversation at the very beginning, when he says to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Now we are told who Jesus is. The woman suspects 
that Jesus may be the Messiah. And she says that. Jesus' response is normally translated something like, I who speak to you am he. But here is a place where it is helpful to look at the Greek text. The first two words of Jesus' response is, I am, ego I me, in Greek. This is one of the I am statements that run throughout the Gospel of John. Jesus literally says here, I am is speaking to you. The New Living Translation translates it this way, the I am is here. Jesus identifies himself to her not just as a Jewish Messiah, but as the Eternal One who is the living water. As Jesus says a few chapters later, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture is said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now there's a lot more to the story. I have barely dipped my toes into the waters, you might say. But I hope you see the main points here. Jesus was a spiritual teacher who was able to take an encounter at a town well and turn it into a session of spiritual direction to point this woman to her true nature and his true nature. This is the non-dual reality that transcends religious, gender, and cultural identities. This is the water of life at the heart of all spiritual traditions. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.